Hi everyone, welcome to Hot Seat with Cognizant Clay. I am your host, Clayton Terrio. Today on the show, we've got Steve Dangle. He is a YouTuber and works for Sportsnet. Steve started making YouTube videos in 2007, recapping every Leafs game. And since he has been, like I said, hired by Sportsnet, and he also wrote a book called This Team is Ruining My Life. I hope you guys enjoy this one. It's a big one. Um, first of all, how are, how are you doing through all this uh, craziness right now? I'm doing all right. Um, I mean, I worked from home a lot uh, to begin with, but I definitely miss people uh, for sure. I've been, um, I mean, I should mention I also miss sports. <laughs> I miss new sports to talk about, so that's been a pretty big change. But um been uh, doing a few Zoom calls with some friends. Um was talking to my uh, mom and dad and, and sister recently. and It's just not the same. It's cool, but. Yeah, yeah, we're lucky to have the technology, but you're right. It's, it's we definitely are. It's just so weird. Um, yeah. How how has work been going? Are you, I've been watching a bit of your uh, classic LFRs, but they're not really the same either. Yeah, I mean, it's been going better than I thought, for sure. People seem to really like the stuff I'm doing with Sportsnet. The, uh, the watch party did really well, and we're going to do another one next weekend. Um, the Dang It's videos are great because we're looking at the like the greatest misplays of all time yeah and uh the trade tree videos those are always based on history anyway um the only issue with those is they take forever <laughs> and they're really hard to make um but uh yeah i've been i've been getting by awesome awesome well as as i know personally hockey is life for you as it is for me but some of the viewers might not know that you've always been, you know, very open about the Leafs. You're, you know, known for, you know, screaming at the camera every time they do bad and, you know, screaming positively when they do well. Um, can you recall maybe not the moment, but the time when you wanted to start doing this? Ooh, um, sort of. There's, there's been a few different moments, right? Um, so I started making these in October, 2007, making a video after every Leafs game. And it was, <laughs> excuse me, it was shortly after the, uh, Leafs first game of the 2007-08 season. I decided to make a video because I saw a headline in a newspaper, bad mouth in the Leafs, and it made me mad. So then, uh, they won their next game, I think. And I made a video about that too. And then by the third video, that's when I decided, you know, it'd be kind of fun is if I tried to do one after every single game. And it was sort of, it was like giving myself a, uh, it was like a self-appointed internship because a lot of people I went to school with um, all had internships and I didn't really have any practical experience. And back in 2007, YouTube was sort of this you know, land of the weirdos, you know, like where, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, taken as seriously as it is today. So it's where strange people went to yell. And I thought, well, this is perfect for me <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll just try to do my best and this will teach me some discipline. And I only missed a few videos that year. I think I still ended up doing, I did well over 75. And I think in my 13 seasons of making videos, um, other than the lockout shortened season and the COVID shortened season, which is this one, I think I've only missed like six or seven videos ever. So, 
Wow. When when did it set in? Like, obviously, you got hired by Sportsnet and whatnot, but when did it set in that you could do this as a career instead of a side hustle, so to speak? Yeah, that's that's another tough one to answer because um, as you get older, your your um, your interpretation of making it changes. So a couple years into making videos, I got approached by Nike and they asked me if I wanted to go to the the World Juniors that year. Uh, I think that was the 2010 World Juniors, and uh, then the Vancouver Olympics. I see you got the Vancouver Olympic jersey yeah. in the background. Um, Oh God, that was such a great time. So I remember going there and, you know, seeing the gold medal game and, you know, getting paid to do it and just being like, oh, this is the life. Like I haven't even graduated yet, but I've made it. And this is how the rest of life is going to be. And then, you know, for about two years after that, the opportunities were uh, much different. You know, I was interning at a couple places, but like just sort of puttering along. And it wasn't until, I don't know, it's, it's two pronged getting hired, uh, getting hired at Sportsnet was big, but I would say my real, I, okay. I think I've actually made it this time moment wasn't until my second year at Sportsnet, uh, probably 2015, 2016. Um, because instead of having a behind the scenes job, I was just making content for Sportsnet. So I was writing for them and making videos and stuff like that. So when yelling, about hockey became my only job. I was like, okay, I've made it. Right. And that's just it. Like you, you've, I've watched you probably since 2010. I'm sure you don't know if you remember, I did interview you in college about the lockout. I do remember. I was about two years in at that point, because like you say, YouTube was kind of new. I was, it was kind of like my space in a way where like you say, the weirdos hung out there. It wasn't now it's pretty much the main you know, channel to watch videos. Um, who, who would you say inspired you the most to follow that, that dream of being, you know, a sports journalist, so to speak? That's interesting. Um, I, I don't really know. Um, I, I just always enjoyed watching hockey, uh, growing up. It was really just my passion for the sport really. Um, like I just, the, the the yelling about my hockey team through the good and the bad like that was I had to get that out yeah. I it wasn't it was never hey I bet I could turn this into a money making scheme like I I had to get those feelings out of me I needed an outlet um, and I was just really lucky to have really supportive friends who didn't tell me like hey man like you know you keep yelling in your bedroom like the cops are gonna come like you're <laughs> you know, what's wrong with you, (laughs) you know, so um, it it wasn't so much an inspiration, it's, I guess my inspiration would be hockey and the Leafs, but, um, you know, it was the people who supported me, my friends, my family, and and, uh, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, so I'm a lucky guy. Yeah, for sure, Um, so as in your intro, you're always, you know, this team is ruining my life, it's always in the background, and you, you took this, and you wrote a book, which, to my viewers, check it out. This team is ruining my life, is what it is called, and it is, it's great. I, I'm not gonna lie, I've slacked a little bit, so I don't mean to disappoint you, Steve. But, you know, I have started. Um, well, I but, mean, you have lots of time now. So. Oh yeah, for sure. What kinds of reactions have you gotten about that book? Oh. Uh, lots of different ones. I never expected it to be a bestseller. I was very happy. 
Um, it was on the Globe and Mail and Toronto Star bestseller list, I think, for seven weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, people just seem to really enjoy it. And it's a lot, it's a lot like a lot of my stuff where it's not just about hockey. Like, I, I mean, I'm a giant hockey fan and yeah. I have a podcast that's two hours each. And I myself have a really difficult time listening to straight hockey talk for two hours, right? So we always try to make it, you know, a little bit about life and just what's interested us. And that's sort of what the book is. So the book is, I'd say, you know, part being a Leaf fan, part trying to, you know, get into sports media and stuff like that, but also part just uh, growing up and, um, you know, maybe part, part of the reason that we've, that we've, uh, you know, met, you know, and, and I, I hope you've gotten to this part of the book is, uh, you know, I talk, talk about my sister and, uh, you know, sort of her impact on, on my upbringing and um, just, you know, the impact she's, she's had on my life. So it's a lot, a lot of human element stuff. Exactly. And it's, it's, you know, like you say, there's, there's happy, there's sad, there's everything in it. And like you say, it's, you don't want to be so one dimensional that only hockey fans will read it. Like I recall, even in the forward, you said, whether you can't stand me, you love me, or you don't know who the hell I am. I hope you pick (laughs) up this book and thank you for doing so. Because what really strikes me with you is you're just like me. Like I'm yelling at the TV all game. Like whether it's good or bad, it's like, come on, Rafford, yelling for a goal, whatever it Swear is. Words. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's crazy. Like, hockey just runs my life as well, and that's why, you know, you're you're quite the inspiration, to be honest. So, there's that. Well, thank you. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I have a little segment here called Rapid Fire, just a few uh, random questions here. So, sure. being from Ontario, who would be your favorite person from Ontario? Oh, wow. My favorite person from Ontario. Well, James Reimer is out. He's from Manitoba. Felix Potvin is out. He's from Quebec. Oh, my favorite person from Ontario. Uh, uh, Where are you from? Oakville, Ontario. You. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) You you were my sister. There you go. We'll say my sister. There you go. That's a good one. What is your go-to number when playing hockey? I like wearing 10. Number 10. That's a I good like wearing 10. Uh, my jersey number is 10 because uh, I didn't have a, a jersey when I started going out. I didn't uh, have a Leaf jersey when I started going out with my wife. And and I told her if I were to get one, um, I wanted a player who I thought was going to be there for a long time. So I asked for an Alex Steen jersey because he wore 10 with the Leafs. At the last minute, my buddy very wisely said, you know, Steen might get traded. Why don't you put Dangle in the back? So she ended up doing that, but they didn't know what my number was because I never played growing up. And so they just went, ah, screw it, make it 10. So I took 10 off of Alex Steen. And in the 13 years I've been making videos, only one other Leaf has worn 10, and that was Brad May. And that was a long time ago. And now no one can wear it because it's retired for George Armstrong. Yeah, there you go. I've I've thought about changing it because it's retired, right? I shouldn't – I don't know. I feel dirty wearing it. You feel a little dishonorable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, What what is your go-to meal? 
Oh man. Uh, every time I go to a restaurant, seafood pasta, gotta have it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. It's been a while. That, that reminds me I should have that. Yeah. <laughs> who, yep. who is your favorite band? Oh man. Uh, Ooh, favorite band. I do really. One of my favorite albums ever, I guess by a band is, uh, um, Oh my God, I forget the name of the album. It's a really long name. It's by the Arctic Monkeys, their their first album, the one that went big on MySpace. Wh- whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. I don't know. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I know I know the album. I'm drawing a blank too. Yeah. Funny. Really, really, really like that one. Um, and you you worked at the zoo for, for a bit back in the day. What was your favorite animal at the zoo, just out of curiosity? Favorite animal at the zoo? The the animal I got to spend the most time with was the camels um, because I worked at the camel rides and I got to feed them. And you got to be careful feeding them. And they don't have top teeth. I think they do at the back, but they just got a plate uh, up top. I'm going to say the camels because we hung out. We're yeah, cool. good the one. camels are cool. We'll go with what you know, right? And last question, yeah. who do you like better, Iggy or Charlie? No comment. No comment. Okay. That's, that's a smart answer. That's a smart answer. So uh, they've become a big party. So I'd say 50, 50 is a good one. Uh, what do you like better? Yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds good to me. I'd be the same if I had two. It's, it'd be hard. All I have is a budgie. So my budgie's my favorite, I guess. I got you. Um, so it's back into the questions a bit. You, the, the whole reason I'm doing this is for disability awareness. Um, your sister, Rachel, was born premature and is diagnosed with CP, autism, and a few developmental disabilities. Yeah. Tell me, just tell me a little bit about her and, and, you know, what she means to you as a brother. For sure. Uh, she, um, she doesn't speak, she, do, she, doesn't, um, she doesn't speak English the way you and I do. You right. know what I mean? The, the way we're just having a back and forth conversation. Um, my parents and I call it kind of Rachel speak. Um, yeah. You know, she's, it is English and she does sort of have her own way of communicating. And sometimes she says things that are the opposite. And But we all get it. Um, she, you know, she's, she's not, uh, she's not independent or anything. She's always going to live with my parents, but she's, uh, she lives, she lives a happy life. You know, she, uh, has been doing a, a lot of, a lot of singing. Um, she loves watching shows, um, and sort of the discovery of Netflix. Cause my, my parents still have a VCR. Like Rachel still loves watching the, yeah, videotapes. So her, her, uh, finally agreeing to go towards Netflix has, has been huge for her and the, and the family. Um, we both just make a lot of noise. We're like our parents, you know? So Rachel and I are, are very loud and our, our parents seem proud of both of us. Good. Good. Yeah. Our family too. Oh man. It's like my mom always says, stop yelling. I'm not yelling. I'm just excited. Mom. Like, Yeah. I'm expressing myself. <laughs> so as, as I'm sure, you know, disabilities come with quite the, they look, lend quite a bit of perspective and they teach you, quite a bit like uh, just about life in general and how to get over certain issues what have you learned from rachel throughout your life uh patience for sure um you know understanding 
trying to because like with her like a lot of problems aren't solved in a moment you know what i mean and it's yeah. not as simple yeah. as asking you know what do you want you know does something hurt does this or that so um probably probably empathy and uh patience but my wife would say i'm still working on the patience thing so i'll I'll say empathy yeah i think that comes i think impatience comes with the territory i think it really I, I mean i've been waiting my whole life for a cup i think that's pretty patient but whatever <laughs> uh what kinds what kinds of charity work have you done on behalf of her well there's uh this this guy right here oh it's difficult to point there it is um i got uh i got that stanley cup replica um but it doesn't belong to me it's just mine for the time being right um so we raised money for the eric lindros celebrity hockey classic um which is in 